Hey everybody, this is going to be a short episode because I am exhausted and I have been going 100%, 100 miles an hour today and I'm ready for bed. But I didn't want to leave y'all high and dry, all two, you know, all two of you listeners out there. So I'm just going to cover a few uh, quick things. This is from over the Daily Wire by, I'm going to butcher this. And I apologize to this lovely young lady who wrote this. Ash Shao Show. Again, I apologize. I probably butchered the hell out of that, but I'm a dummy. Sue me. Several high school girls dubbed Mean Girls claimed a male student sexually assaulted them because they, quote, just don't like him. Now the school district and district attorney are facing heat over the fact that neither punished the young women at all. The boys' parents, Michael J. and Alicia Flood, are suing the parents of the five girls and the Seneca Valley School District in Pennsylvania over their son's treatment. As they should. They say in their 26-page lawsuit their son was forced to endure, endure multiple court appearances, detention in a juvenile facility, detention at home, the loss of his liberty, and other damages until several of the girls reluctantly admitted that their accusations were false. Their son is now being homeschooled due to the bullying he received, including signs taped to his back without his knowledge that said, Predator, according to the lawsuit which was filed last week. The boy was basically being tortured in school by other students and investigators, but the administration was only focused on protecting the girls who were lying, Flood's attorney Greg Fishman told Penn Live, Once the allegations were proven false, they didn't really care one bit about the male student, and there has been absolutely no repercussions against the girls. Of course not. No one cares when this stuff happens to, to males. And it doesn't really surprise me, given it's a, a school district in Pennsylvania. Half the time, I forget Pennsylvania is even a state. No offense to Pennsylvania listeners. One of the girls decided to accuse the boy of sexually assaulting her while he worked as a lifeguard in July 2017 because, according to a taped interview obtained by Fishman, quote, I just don't like him. She has been identified only as K.S. in the lawsuit. Bullshit. Use her full name. Drag her and her friends out into the limelight and let them face the repercussions for their actions because they have done serious damage to this young man and his family. It's ridiculous. I really hope that his parents win their lawsuit and take millions from the district and sue her, these girls' parents under bridges. This is ridiculous. These girls should these girls should be arrested and serve time in jail. But that's I mean that's that's where we've gotten to. And there's ever all these people on the left that sit there and, and say that women never lie about these kinds of things. Yes, they do. They so do. There are countless examples of women lying about being assaulted. 
and they are never almost almost never held accountable now there were a few that claimed they were raped and they actually weren't and then there were consequences for those actions legal consequences but it hardly ever happens you know and this this is this ties into why i find title 9 to be so ridiculous I understand the need to, you know, for sexual harassment and assault awareness because it does happen. But Title IX is a joke. It really is. And it's been abused in the past by by colleges and universities who have set up these kangaroo courts and pretty much convicted young men of these crimes without any real evidence and have ruined these and and ruined the men's lives. Title IX is an absolute disgusting joke. Because it never and here here's the thing, there's this there's there's this double standard. Like that that PSA that goes around about you know the guys in the names like Jake or something in the PSA. But he's like, him and so-and-so, this girl over here, were both drunk and they had sex. The girl couldn't consent. Well, neither could the man. So either they're two adults who decided to get drunk and have sex, or they're not. You can't have it both ways. And that's that's what happens a lot. In these, in these false allegations is the woman has sex with the guy and then for whatever reason she feels guilty, she's got regret she gets found out about it you know, doesn't want to doesn't want the embarrassment of it and so she says, oh I was raped that is such a dangerous dangerously slippery slope that we do not need to go down though, I think we already did if the past two weeks have shown us anything, it's that, you know, a simple accusation is a conviction. You are guilty until proven innocent. By circumstantial evidence and hearsay. So, these girls here at the Seneca, the Seneca Valley High School, decided they didn't like this guy. So they were going to accuse him of this particularly heinous crime. And he was sent to juvie. He was placed on house arrest. He was bullied. And the school's reaction is, this, these parents' lawsuit has no merit. Oh, it's got plenty of merit. And don't think for a second that school districts, school boards, that they're perfect human beings who would never commit, a, commit any form of immorality whatsoever. Oh, no, they do. It would not surprise me in the least bit if this was exactly their attitude. And it appears to be from the reports. It wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. I have no doubt they're going to try to protect their reputation. They're going to try to protect their jobs. They're going to do everything they can to protect themselves and leave this young man out to dry. The article continues on. Down here it says, The boy and his parents agreed to a consent 
decree that allowed him to avoid, to avoid admitting guilt and required him to stay out of trouble for six months while on probation. So he had to go on probation and stay out of trouble so he could avoid having to admit guilt in something that he hadn't been... See, this is it. This is, this is exactly it. He, it doesn't matter. Those girls can make the accusation, but he's still innocent until proven guilty. Apparently that wasn't followed. Because he agreed to a consent decree that allowed him to avoid admitting guilt as long as he stayed out of trouble and was on probation. So he was, he was sentenced and punished before he was even actually found guilty by an evidentiary standard. That is disgusting. And the DA should not only resign, but he, the boy's parents should take him down in court as well. That DA should definitely resign and live in shame. You know, there's there's no there's no escaping this kind of stuff. And if you're a mother, you know, I, the, I know the you hear from the left. Well, think about it. If it was your wife or your mother or your sister that came to you and said she was assaulted, I would say, okay, then let's go to the police. But flip that. And think, well, what if it was your father, your husband, your brother, your son that was falsely accused? And then pretty much run through a kangaroo court and hung out to dry. How would you feel about that? You don't get both sides of it. You gotta pick one or the other. Either people are innocent until they're proven guilty or they're not. And if they're not... That's not really a society I, I want to live in. Oh, and for full credit, Cassie Dillon contributed to this report. Just, just to make sure that, you know, they get their full credit. Now, there's some other craziness. Hurricane Michael is barreling towards the Florida panhandle. It's going to scraped the southeastern corner of Dothan, of Alabama, down by Dothan. It's gonna, and it's gonna just make its way straight through the middle of Georgia, looks like. Right up back into the Carolinas. And they've, you know, they've already had a tough time with the last hurricane that came through. They, they still have to be recovering from that. So this, ugh, this is just gonna pile on. Now, Nikki Haley, as I, as I uh, went over earlier in my live video, Nikki Haley is uh, stepping down as our UN ambassador. And again, this is horrendously depressing for me. I am very saddened by this because she has been so great at it. I mean, she walked into the General Assembly, she grabbed them all by the balls, and she made them all her bitches. And it was great. It was just fantastic, and it really sucks that she is no longer going to be doing this. But apparently she's on to bigger and better things, and when you're at that level, bigger and better things tend to be really bigger and better things. Let's hope her next, her next curtains aren't as expensive as the last ones. God forbid some poor, bored journalist has to go track down that story. I mean, it's, it's what happens when 
they can't get real dirt on you. They go and they invent dirt to get on you. Anthony Weiner scheduled for early release next spring. Oh my god. Let's go have a look at this. This is from NBC News. NBC. Aren't they the guys that have that idiot journalist who doesn't understand why we have a two-senator two rule for each state? From NBC News. Anthony Weiner scheduled for early release next spring. The disgraced sexting ex-congressman is now set to be released from federal prison in May, three months ahead of schedule. Of course he is. The political elite always gets special treatment. Anthony Weiner, the Democratic former U.S. representative from New York who typed away his career one sext at a time, is scheduled to be released three months early next year from a special medical prison, according to, med according to prison records. A special medical prison? Really? God, talk about special treatment. Weiner, 54, began serving a 21-month sentence at Federal Medical Center Devons in Ayer, Massachusetts, in November 2017 for transferring obscene material to a minor, in this case a 15-year-old girl. Devons is one of two federal prisons that house the house sex offenders who volunteer for what the Federal Bureau of Prisons calls high-intensity programming to prevent reoffending. Oh, so he got brainwashed into not trying to screw around with kids anymore? If he were to f serve his full sentence, Weiner would be released next August, but his release date has been moved up to May, according to his inmate record on the Bureau of Prisons website. No reason for the advancement is listed, and the Bureau of Prisons couldn't be reached for comment after hours on Tuesday. Under Bureau guidelines, inmates can shave up to 54 days off their sentence for every year they serve for every year they serve for good conduct. Wainer's attorney, Arlo Devlin Brown, was out of town on Tuesday and didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. And it just goes into some backstory. If you want, if you want to read it all, you can go to NBC News. This is written by Alex Johnson. So all Wiener boys out. He's gonna get out early, huh? Well, you know them Democrats love their love their sexual promiscuity. It's okay for them to do it though. It's okay for them to sexually assault women and send dick pics to minors. Perfectly okay. Because remember, the Democrats are above the law. Laws are only for us peasants. Seriously. Reprogramming. <laughs> they had to brainwash him into not being a pedophile. Boy, that's... Oh, God, that's just sad. Not surprising, though. There's no clear-cut rules anymore on, on anything regarding sex or sexuality. I mean, you've got, you've got the, the LGBTQAAIP. Just go ahead and toss the whole alphabet in there and most of our numerical system just for good measure. You've got them folks who parade down the street with their junk out, half-naked, waving their tits everywhere. And 
that's okay? Even when there's children there, that's okay. They're allowed to do it. And they have no issue with it at all. But an upstanding judge gets accused of essentially groping some girl at a drunken high school party 30-something years ago, and that's a problem? Do they not see their... No, of course they don't. They don't see their own hypocrisy. They don't. They don't care to. <sighs> you really have to be deranged to be a leftist. It's not even Democrats anymore. It's not even liberals anymore. It's just, it's the leftists. It's the crazies. Well, David, the right, the conservatives had the alt-right. Yeah, they popped up for like 20 minutes and the rest of the conservative base told them, no, 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 take your crazy back to your corner and stay over there. We didn't accept that. We didn't adopt their lunacy as a, as a party platform and just start swinging further right. But that's what the left did with all these crazies. So the Democrat Party did with all the crazy leftists and socialists and communists and little Antifa fascists. Those little assholes. They just, they just, they said, come here, you crazy psychopaths. And they roped them in and said, let's give you a big old hug. We want you to be our new base. And they just kept swinging further out. Now they're running candidates like O'Rourke. Oh, God, that guy. Don't even get me started again on old Robert O'Rourke. But yeah, back to the Title IX. They should do away with it. They really should. We don't need a friggin'... We don't need Title IX for, for sexual harassment and assault. If a, if a girl gets, gets attacked, she needs to go to the police. Not her freaking college counselors. She needs to go to the police and report it. Well, David, some women just aren't strong enough to do that. I understand this. But that's why she, it's important that she have a strong support structure. That she have a strong social circle. She have other, it's important that she has other women who can push her to go report it to the authorities. I mean, there's there's so many ways to, to handle it better. Of course, there. Uh, I think half of college is stupid to begin with. Between all this plagiarism stuff, which, again, as I've stated before, yes, plagiarism is wrong. It's unethical. It's tantamount to theft. I get it. I still think that the insane harping they do on it is ridiculous. You know, we have so many other issues on our college campuses. I don't get why Title IX has to be one of them. Here's some fun stuff. This comes from one of the country's newer big tabloids, the New York Times. I've heard that they used to be a newspaper, but they're a great tabloid. They've, they've got all the, all the greatest gossip and outright lies. But I'll go ahead and, and share, we, share something with you from them. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, this is under opinion. 
Okay, well, at least they actually marked it as opinion. By the editorial board. The editorial board represents the opinions of the board, its editor, and publisher. It is separate from the newsroom and the op-ed section. Cool. I'm glad they specified that. China's media crackdown spreads to Hong Kong. Beijing expels Victor Mallet of the Financial Times in a move intended to freeze out independent voices. Well, that's not shocking. I mean, at their core, China's a communist country. They can't have free thinkers. Hong, Kong, Hong Kong's expulsion of a British journalist after he led a foreign correspondence meeting with a pro-independence activist is first and foremost an attempt to by, bleh, an attempt by Beijing to tamp down on dissent in the former British colony. That's why they're writing this. Hong Kong hurt their feelings. Hong Kong officials have not given a reason for rejecting a journalist visa for Victor Mallet, the Asian, the Asian news editor for the Financial Times. China's only comment has been that the Hong Kong authorities are within their right to do so. But that's the typical legalistic evasiveness of, an author of authoritarian regimes when they do something they know is hard and embarrassing to defend. Okay, let me, let me break this down. Here in the United States, you have freedom of the press. In other countries, that might not exist. And I'm sorry, but the U.S. Constitution does not stretch beyond the borders of the United States. So if they want to kick out a journalist, they are well within their rights. They are, in fact, a sovereign government unto themselves. The authorities have never criticized Mr. Mallet's reporting, but he was the main spokesman for the Hong Kong Foreign Correspondents Club in August when it hosted a talk by Andy Chan, head of a political party that called for Hong Kong's independence from China. Hong Kong and Beijing officials blasted the event in advance and subsequently banned the party. Okay, so he went and had a meeting with somebody that the Chinese government considers to be a separatist, a terrorist, whatever they label him as, and yeah, they kicked him out for that. And he's surprised by this? The First Amendment does not apply in China or any territory governed by China. Beijing took back control of Hong Kong from the British in 1997 after nearly a century of colonial rule and agitation toward independence has never pleased China's leadership. Hong Kong has an, quote, inalienable, end quote, part of China is written into the territory's basic law. Mr. Mallet did not advocate independence or endorse Mr. Chan. He moderated a talk on a critical political issue which is what correspondence associations do. And the bigger issue at hand is that Beijing and its supporters in the Hong Kong administration are clamping down on the freedoms granted the territory under the one country, two systems formula that have made it an island of prosperity and openness off the authoritarian mainland. Okay, yes, but Hong Kong is still a territory of China. That means China gets to make the rules in Hong Kong. And China doesn't like free speech. In fact, they do their level best to, to squash it. China doesn't like religion. 
they crush it. China doesn't like babies. They have forced abortions. China is a terrible human rights violator. And, again, at the end of the day, is a communist regime. story continues on for another two paragraphs. If you want to read it, it's there at NBC. Or, I'm sorry, not NBC. It's at the New York Times. Under opinion, China's media crackdown spreads to Hong Kong. You can't be surprised when you're in the territory of an authoritarian state and they decide they don't want free speech there anymore. That's, that's how authoritarians work. Because free speech leads to ideas. Ideas lead to discontent. Discontent leads to anger. Anger leads to revolution. And they can't have that. They just can't. They have to maintain their control. Which is what the, the leftists would love to do to us here in the U.S. Take away our freedom of speech and say, well, you're conservative, so whatever you say is going to be bigoted in some way, so you're not allowed to say it. That's exactly what they want to do. Because they're crazy. China is, is not a place where freedom lives, unfortunately. And it won't be for the very foreseeable future. That's all I wanted to cover today. I'll have more for y'all on Friday. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great Thursday. And I will see y'all back here at the end of the week.